Hi, thanks for tuning into Sin's Workshop. So today we're going to be talking about The Beholder by Anna Bright. I, you know, I ultimately liked this novel in the end, but I did have some issues with it. Um, so The Beholder follows, you know, a young princess and you know, she is sent away by the evil stepmother. So it's very reminiscent of Snow White. Um, which, you know, that's part of what drew me into this story. You know, Princess Sela, she has to leave her home. Um, and she's the next rightful heir, but her stepmother wants to get her out of the picture. So she sends her off on this engagement quest to sort of find, um, you know, a husband. The problem is all the suitors are next in line to their throne or on, in some way can't leave their home. So it's really a trap, you know. It's, it's all just a trap to make sure Scylla gets out of Potomac and that the stepmother's heir is going to be the next ruler of Potomac senator-elect I believe seneschal-elect um so you know it's not that it was it's not that it was a bad story you know ultimately I did like it I just like I said I had some issues with it um first off I did like the world building. I loved how there are lots of allusions to the Odyssey um, and Beowulf. Yeah, I think those are two really great epics in literature. Not easy to read, but good epics. And, you know, one of the people on her ship, on the Beholder, taking her to all these places is Homer. And I thought that was such a really good, really good twist um, in the story. You know, you're bringing Greek mythology to life. You're creating this all new sort of history in the story. A new history for our world. Because she lives in Potomac. She's going to England. Uh, she goes to the Nordic Isles. In, in this novel, you know, the second novel is going to continue her journey, but for, you know, um, different reasons. But while the world building was good, Sela's characterization really falters a lot. Um, you know, in the beginning, she acts like this heartbroken princess. You know, she asked her friend to marry her and he says no in front of the entire court and it's really just kind of a humiliating question and what he says to her is you know I, I wish you'd had the courage to talk to me about this privately he's like but that's always our issue he's like we don't really talk you know they're friends but they're more like friendly acquaintances because you know she is the air um so it says a lot about her character that she doesn't really see the world um and she kind of lacks courage as well 
on the journey, she acts a little bit like a spoiled princess. I didn't really connect. Like, I felt bad for Sela as a character. I really did feel bad for her because... She was humiliated. She thought this this boy that she was in love with, you know, she thought all his acts of kindness were, you know, symbols of love. But you know that's not true. It was it was just kindness. And sorry, I had to have a cup of coffee. <laughs> My allergies are killing me today too. So you're gonna hear me going a lot. <laughs> I apologize for that. But, you know, she really does act kind of like a spoiled princess um, at times. It's not it's not constant, I'll say this. She has this, her ultimate desire is to return home to her ailing father. You know, her father is getting weaker and weaker and weaker. You know, three guesses why he's getting weaker and weaker and weaker. I mean, that was obviously... It's it's predictable. It it goes in line with the sort of fairy tale element evil stepmother. What is she doing? She's she's poisoning him. She's slowly poisoning him. Why? Because she's the evil stepmother. And what does the evil stepmother do? She poisons people. That's that's what happened. So I can it's incredibly understandable you know she she doesn't want to be away from home she wants to go back home to take care of her father and to resume her duties as the next heir she doesn't want to go on this journey spending two weeks with people she doesn't know to try to find a husband that will ultimately take her away from her home you know that's not her desire so you kind of feel for her um and I love how she tries to relate to the Odyssey, to Odysseus's wife, whose name I have unfortunately forgotten. Shame on me. I love Greek mythology. But, you know, she is trying to be like her. And to do that, she has to kind of come into herself. She has to grow as a person. She has to become more clever. She has to become more self-assured. She has to become more courageous. And you kind of see it very slowly. Like, she does have command of her voice. Of that, there is no doubt. She knows how to use her position to her advantage as the next heir. The fact is, she rarely does it. Um, Because in in her home, everyone loves her. You know, she's a princess, but she goes out and she toils with her people and she says this all the time she's like I'm not a princess I'm a steward you know she doesn't really accept her role as nobility um, in the same way other countries do she likes to think of herself as one of the people and she does what she says you know she doesn't just bark orders she participates Um, so I will say that about her character that is really good about her character but as the story um, goes along, I mean, she really does come into herself and she stops acting spoiled in a way. And it's not to say that she's acting spoiled. It's just her attitude comes off as spoiled. When really you can understand it's just the voice of this 
scared young girl who is reluctantly being sent off you know she's being sent away by someone who doesn't love her so I thought that you know that is how I felt you know about Zella as a character you know I have mixed feelings about her on the one hand you know she's kind of good she does have um, really strong character development you know Bright does devote time to developing her character but ultimately there were times where her voice just kind of they were un- they were a little annoying um the other issue I had with the story were some of the dynamics <laughs> okay so you're kind of wondering who she's going to end up with ultimately because her friend rejects her great she has to go on this voyage and there's lots of these small moments of between her and the ship's captain lots of small moments between them that you think oh they're gonna end up together but then she meets a bear um and he's her guard throughout the kingdom of england and um i'm sorry this is a spoiler alert he is the prince of england right yeah she falls in love with him but then she has to go to her next place and you know the subterfuge kind of pissed her off but it was super predictable i i knew i'm just like i was reading this book i was reading this book and i was when i got to that part of the revelation i was like i knew it I I really was, you know. So it's a little predictable. It is a predictable aspect of the story, yes. However, you know, I really enjoyed this dynamic between her and Bear. And then she goes to the Nordic Isles. um, And she falls in love again with it with her be her potential be throw there and i'm like okay so what she's in love with this guy and i was just a week ago and now she's in love with this guy you know it kind of she's a little flippy she's i feel like she's so eager to have love in her life that she just falls in love with with anyone you know she was in love with this boy from home she's in love with the bear she has some sort of a chap- attraction to the ship's captain and now she's in love with this guy and it's just kind of like what you're you're kind of wondering is she just gonna fall in love with everyone because then you're taking away the magic of the story you know what i mean you are taking away the magic of the story if she's going to fall in love with every single person she encounters. Um, I'm hoping the next book is not going to be like that, but that's how this book feels, you know? It's just like, it takes the magic out of it. Now, I'm not a romance reader. I don't usually read romance novels. Um, partly because at times I do find them unbelievable, but... I don't mind romance in a story, 
you know, I don't like it to be just the focal point of the story. I like other things, you know, like I need story development, I need character development, I need plot twists. Sometimes I need action, I need adventure. I try to stay away from romance just because I tend to find romance novels um, unrelatable and unbelievable. So... When I picked up this novel, that's not what I really thought it was going to be. But there seems to be a lot of romance here. I'm okay with romance in a novel. However, if you're just going to have the character fall in love with everyone she meets, what's the point then? It's like, are you doing this just to create drama? Are you saying something about how, how lonely her character is? That she needs to find love any place that she thinks she can get it? I mean, this is something that is going to impact the reader you know it's it means something to the reader to have this person fall in love with everyone she meets um and I don't I didn't like that I didn't like it at all um I thought it was a disservice to the character I thought it was a disservice to her characterization I thought it lost some of that strength that Bright was kind of pulling from the Odysseus story, you know, the Odyssey, you're kind of losing some of that. Um, and I mean, that's that's probably what bugged me the most of the story because I really did like the world building. I like how there's the court of New York, you know, the Imperial. England, the Nordic Isles, Potomac. I loved how this is a parallel to our world. You know, I love how it seems like it's historical fiction. I love how there's lots of allusions to Thor and Freya and um, God. The tree, you know. Ooh, forgot the name of the tree. But you know what I'm talking about. That that sort of tree of life in a lot of Nordic mythology. You know, there's Odin, lots of... There's a lot of mythology in this story. It's Greek mythology. You've got Nordic mythology. You've got... Um, you know, well, Norse mythology. Let's say Nor it's Norse mythology. You've got some British legends. You know, the Pendragons are kind of referenced there. I thought that was really cool. Um, Beowulf, once again, the Odyssey. I mean, you have all these really strong elements to bring this story to life and to create a really strong foundation and a really strong world. I enjoyed the world and the world building in this novel. Um, I was not a complete fan of the characterization and the character dynamics. I think that's where this novel kind of lost me because I was expecting... I wasn't expecting her to just fall in love with everyone she meets because that's how it feels. Like, she falls in love with everyone she meets and I wasn't a fan of that. I, I think it really turned me off from the novel. Um, but, you know, like I always said, I'm never not going to recommend a novel. You know, um, I'm a writer myself, so I understand what goes into writing process. You know, authors pour their heart 
their passion into bringing a story to life. Is it always successful? Um, not for every reader, you know. This is my opinion. For other people, they're probably going to feel differently, you know, especially if you're a fan of romance. You know, you're, you're, pro- you're going to feel probably way different than I felt about it. Um, so, you know, I'm never not going to recommend a novel. So, once again, this was The Beholder by Anna Bright. If money is not too tight, I suggest purchasing the book off of bookshop.org because a percentage of all the proceeds do go to local booksellers. And it'll tell you before you complete your purchase how much money is going to be donated from your thing. From your purchase, it will tell you how much is going to be donated to local booksellers and local bookstores. If money is too tight, which I know for a lot of us it is because of COVID-19, I know a lot of people um, either still are just getting their jobs back or still unemployed or, you know, I know it's tough out there. But, you know, if money is tight, check out the book from your local library. You know, libraries are great resources for the community and they deserve our support. So support bookshop.org if money isn't too tight and that way you can support local booksellers and support your local library by checking out this book there if money is tight and I hope you'll support me um, by following my channel and if you go into the link into the description you can you know be a supporter of Sins Workshop and Anchor with as little as you know a 99 cent um monthly contribution to helping me expand uh, this podcast. So on that note, I hope everyone has a great rest of your day and as always, happy reading. Mm -hmm.